This is Retirement Radio with Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Eric provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Radio with Eric Cheek. Hello and welcome back to Retirement Radio. My name is Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. Now, if at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 775-674-2222 or visit us online at nvretirementplanners.com. Now, while you're at our website, feel free to head over to our radio page. You can check out past shows. You you can subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play, and that'll ensure you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. Now, today we're going to talk about six downsizing myths to be aware of in retirement. Everybody's heard about downsizing when you retire. In fact, some magazines publish it as a retirement strategy. So we're going to talk about uh, an article that was in uh, this past August uh, episode or uh, issue of U.S. News and World Report. Uh, the article uh, has the same name. It was written by a, uh, uh, a gal named Rachel Hartman. Now, no doubt you or your friends or family have considered downsizing your home after you retire. And your friends may have even suggested it to you. Uh, now, before you give it more thought, today we're going to discuss some of the myths and misconceptions around downsizing. Hmm, I don't know if I like the if I like the sound of the show, Eric, because uh, my doctor is constantly telling me I need to downsize. Yeah, that's a different thing. Uh, oh, um, that's different. Yeah, that's just clothing and 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 whatnot. Uh, we're talking about your abode, where you reside, where you live. And now you're telling me I need to downsize. No, and my I'm wife not, and no, doctor are always there. on me to downsize. I'm oh, you're not, not talking not about my personal there. weight. Oh, okay. No, nope. oh, okay, we're okay. just talking about maybe a retiree or someone leading up to retirement, and they're thinking about ways that they will be able to. Uh, save money in retirement or maybe uh, have some additional retirement funds uh, by downsizing. So we'll talk about the aspects of that. All right. Well, that sounds like a great topic. Now, before we jump into that, I always, you lead an extraordinary life um, and you're an extraordinary man. So what's going on with Eric Cheek uh, at Nevada Retirement Planners? How are you guys doing? It is uh, really boring around here lately, just uh, work and home, work and home, work and home. I have nothing else to report other oh. than doing the radio show with you uh, uh, a half hour on the radio. It's been very boring in my life lately, just uh, oh. really just buckled down working and doing nothing else. Nothing exciting to report. I'm sorry. Well, you know, we're this time of year, that's you, you kind of buckle down and got to the nose to the grindstone. I know you're always busy, yep. but you you managed to get out there and have fun. I'm sure that's coming up. Well, we do have uh, Thanksgiving is the next time we'll take a couple days off. We'll shut down the office Wednesday afternoon 
and uh, next week and and take a couple days off. We're going to travel to California. Oh wow! To see a new little granddaughter that lives over in the Bay Area. So that's always adventurous, right there. Might have something to report uh, after Thanksgiving when we get back from that. But uh, I'm already gearing up mentally to just remain calm in my car as we drive. Just remain calm. It's going to be the mantra. Remain calm. Remain calm. And uh, we'll do just fine. How about you? Are you doing anything for Thanksgiving? You know what? Uh, Staying close to home. Spending it at my uh, wife's brother's house. They have a huge house and his wife's an amazing cook. So... We're all headed over there. We're going to pile in the old jalopy and head on over there uh, yep. and then uh, and then just hang out, have a good one. So mm-hmm. um, now back to our topic today. Speaking of good, we have to we have to watch out uh, for a lot of myths uh, regarding retirement planning and financial planning. But uh, downsizing is one that there's a lot of people giving a lot of advice on what you should do to downsize in retirement, no matter how much or little you have. Uh, so this is going to be a good topic. It always feels like this is something that uh, soon-to-be-retired people have to at least consider, right? Well, you know, it is uh, it is a topic that comes off, um, you know, quite often with clients. Uh, I'm not a real estate agent, so I don't give advice about real estate, but I'll tell you, it comes up when we're talking about discussing future plans. So uh, if you're thinking about moving during retirement, oftentimes it's likely to a smaller place. But before you sell off your extra furniture and downsize, it's important to note that less uh, home doesn't always lead to an an ideal solution. So you might find some unexpected financial and emotional challenges after you make the switch. So today we're gonna talk about some of the most common misconceptions surrounding downsizing during uh, retirement. And one of the first misconceptions is that selling your home will lead to a substantial financial windfall. You see, some people, they just look at their home uh, like a lottery ticket. It's paid off completely, um, or you have a real small mortgage. And sometimes it's easy to think of the proceeds from the sale as pure profit, especially in the current environment. Geez, locally, our real estate has just skyrocketed in value. So you can't go a day without hearing advertisements or stories of real estate financial windfalls. So uh, it's easy to forget that, uh, you know, selling a home costs money too. Yeah, well, obviously it does. There are are costs involved, like closing costs and agent commissions. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that's the most common one, closing costs and agent commissions. Uh, They're the ones we hear about the most yep. when people think of, you know, selling their family home. However, there's other costs to keep in mind when downsizing. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk about a couple of those. Uh, for example, housing repairs. Um, now, if you've let maintenance on your home lapse, you may need to hire someone to, uh, you know, tidy up some things or a general contractor, depending on the nature of work, to get your property ready to be put on the market. This is this is very common. People say, you know, I've got to spend some money on my house uh, because I just can't sell it the way it is right now. And and certainly at a time like that, it isn't time to cut corners. So um, you have to think about that. And then, you know, most people, they look online for real estate now before they even contact a realtor oftentimes. And what they're looking at is pictures. And I can tell you that uh, four in 10 home buyers, they start their search by looking at properties online. I know that I do. 
uh, and you can get an idea of what a home looks like. But these photos aren't cheap. No. Um, and so uh, oftentimes uh, they'll hire professional photographers that know how to shoot uh, to make a home look its best. And so these are not uh, uh, inexpensive uh, at all. And then landscaping. So these are just three real things that just come up right up front about uh, selling a house that can be what we call hidden expenses. So, you know, curb appeal, how your home looks, that's what gets people in the door. And so a lot of times people will want to improve uh, their curb appeal, maybe upgrade their landscape. Uh, and certainly it can add to your home's value. There's experts that say uh, you can raise your home value by up to 12% just by the effect of landscape plants uh, and your perception of what your home looks like. Wow. So um, there's a lot of things you can spend before you're even ready to sell your house. Well, and it, it sounds like a, a lot of things can add up. Uh, what are some other hidden costs we might not expect or think about? Well, here's one that, that was done on the current home that uh, that I bought. Uh, it was professionally staged. Oh, so yeah. a company came in, the house was empty. So a company came in, they furnished it, they decorated it. They even had, you know, uh, paintings on the walls and, and whatnot. They had a fake TV uh, set up, but uh, staging is expensive, but it really helps people visualize what it would be like to live in your home. And it certainly makes it, uh, or can make it more appealing and more and more people are engaging in that uh, process of staging homes. Uh, utilities, uh, you might've already moved into your new home, but you can't ignore the, uh, the house costs of the place that's already on the market. So you're gonna wanna keep electricity on. So, you know, the power's uh, running when uh, your property's on the market. On the market. Uh, and then of course, we talked about closing costs. Closing costs will likely be the second biggest expense behind commissions, realtor fees. So if you hire a real estate attorney to oversight, oversee your side of the transaction um, to, to handle transaction costs, it's worth shopping around to compare what the rates are. Um, you might be able to avoid, you know, a, a couple hundred dollars in reissue fees for title search if you could provide a copy of your policy. Most people don't though. Yeah. They just hire firms to do all this for them. They hire a title company to do title searches and and document preparation services to prepare all the documents. And they hire a realtor to handle the transaction itself. And all these things come with costs. So we could lump them all in with closing costs. Certainly your realtor gets paid when your house gets sold, but uh, that th those costs can be significant. Yeah, two of the things you mentioned there, uh, the professional photography and then just now closing costs. Uh, when I bought a home, if you have a really good realtor uh, and they know what they're doing, sometimes you can get the closing costs covered by the buyer or the realtor will kick in part of their commission and the realtor might kick in part of their commission uh, mm -hmm. on the photography as well. I've, I've heard of that happening. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, you got to push for these things and know to ask about them. It's like buying a car. You don't just go in and pay sticker price. You, you got to try to negotiate. Uh, and buying and selling homes can be kind of a pain, as you and I know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've done it a few times. It's... Uh, I tell you, with clients of mine, I just tell them to be patient. Yeah. Only word of advice I can give them. Yeah. Well, and there are certainly a lot of potential costs uh, that we have to consider. And 
Uh, now see how not all downsizing might result in that big financial windfall you're hoping for in retirement. Um, uh, what's another common misconception, though, about downsizing? Well, uh, a lot of times people will think that if they downsize to a smaller home, it's going to reduce their living expenses. Um, however, location can have an even bigger impact than size. Uh, if you leave a large home in the country, for example, uh, and then you move into a city, you may find that real estate prices are quite steep. Yeah. Uh, the same seller's market may encourage you to look at listing your home, which could make your next destination more expensive than you expected. So yeah. uh, it doesn't always work that way. We have a lot of folks uh, that move into Nevada from our neighboring states, primarily California. We call the phenomena the gray pipeline. Uh. <laughs> now, oftentimes they do very well because the real estate in California is so much higher. It's outrageous. Uh, yeah, than in Nevada here. So most of the time they do really, really well. But when I visit with these people, and, and a lot of them are clients of mine, new clients, they didn't have as much of a windfall as they thought they would when they started the process, just because of these, some of these things we mentioned, the closing costs and then moving costs and, and all this and that. So, uh, there's just lots of things to think about there when downsizing, uh, to a smaller home. Right. And, uh, you know, like they always say, location, location, location. I mean, that's, that's huge. And I would imagine, um, taxes come into play, right? Absolutely. You know, newer homes have higher property taxes than older existing homes. That's the way most states uh, value property. Uh, you get a better tax rate on an older property than a newer one. So those are things to consider well as well is uh, looking into what uh, uh, the property taxes are to a place you're considering downsizing to. And then location, you know, is it going to be a convenient location for you to where you can have access to maybe mass transportation or you don't have to go as far to go to your uh, your grocery store, for example, or doctors or whatever. So there's a lot of things to think about that. Yeah. Wow. There is a lot to think about. Now, our time is almost up for this segment of the show. We should take a quick break here. Is there anything else you want to share with us before we take this break? Well, just... Uh, you know, our listeners, uh, for those of you that listen to our show, you know that retirement can be overwhelming and sometimes even nerve wracking, planning for it, setting aside money. Uh, you don't have to do it alone, though. Visit my website at nvretirementplanners.com or give us a call at the office at 775-674-2222 to set up a retirement consultation. Uh, it is complimentary to folks that listen to the show. Just mention you heard it on the radio and we'll set you up with a complimentary one hour retirement consultation. All right. Sounds great. And what's that phone number one more time? It's 775-674-2222. All right. Thanks, Eric. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Retirement Radio and our host, Eric Cheek, after this. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Income Toolkit from Nevada Retirement Planners now 
by going to nvretirementplanners.com or by calling us at 775-674-2222. Welcome back to Retirement Radio. This is Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. Now, at any point during the show, you want to learn more information, feel feel free to give us a call at 775-674-2222 or visit us on the old interweb at nvretirementplanners.com. You can head over to our radio page. You can subscribe to our show on Google Play or iTunes, and it'll ensure that you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. Now, today's episode, it was based on a U.S. News and World Report article from 2018 by Rachel Hartman, and the title is Six Downsizing Myths to Be Aware of Retirement. Now, we covered the first two. Selling will lead to a substantial windfall. We talked about some of the costs you're going to have to bear if you uh, downsize selling uh, your home, uh, buying another one. Uh, repairs, things of that nature. We also talked about uh, a smaller place doesn't necessarily reduce your living expenses. And then we're going to take a step back and we're going to look at the bigger picture. The next myth is that everyone in retirement should downsize. So you mean it's not for everyone then? Well, you know, there's a lot of retirees that consider moving uh, at one point, but it's important to evaluate your own situation before making a change. Uh, if there's not financial concerns with your current home or health concerns, your best move might be just to stay put. Uh, a lot of older folks are perfectly comfortable in their home, regardless of the size. And there's something to be said for having a stable uh, and consistent home environment. To quote Benjamin Franklin, a place for everything, everything in its place. Certainly, that's the, the, the case of my house. We've just, we're, we're organizational masters. We have a place for everything. Um, and I just, boy, just thinking about moving, it just uh, is mind boggling to, to even contemplate it. But uh, anyway, you know, there's a lot of people that do it. I've seen uh, clients of mine do it and it turns out good. Sometimes it turns out with no net uh, money in their pockets. Sometimes they regret doing it. So that was why I wanted to touch on these things about doing it because it's just not a one size fits all situation. Yeah. yeah. And so there are other disadvantages to downsizing too, though, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, a lot of times uh, if you're in a smaller house, you might have a lifestyle adjustment, whether you're, you know, a larger family uh, or empty nesters or, you know, a couple looking forward to their golden years. You're going to need to make concessions when you move into a smaller home. So before you decide to sell your home and move into less living space, uh, you know, you want to take these details into account. I had some clients about 15 years ago that uh, when they retired, they decided to move clear across country and relocate back to Chicago, Illinois, where they grew up. And they just wanted to spend their retirement years in Chicago. And we ran into one of these problems immediately. Uh, They packed up all their furniture, moved to Chicago, and their furniture for their house was house-sized. And they learned that apartment living 
in uh, urban areas like downtown Chicago, New York, Manhattan, they actually have furniture that is scaled to size for apartment living. Smaller couches, smaller sofas, smaller recliners, smaller dinette sets, everything. So none of the, ho- none of the furniture that they move from their home in Nevada really fit in their apartment in Chicago. So they ended up selling it all after they paid to move it. Wow. Uh, and buy new furniture. It's just something you just don't think about. So yeah. um, it's like, wow, who knew they made apartment furniture? I didn't. <laughs> you know, sadly, I did. <laughs> did you know that? Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they make stuff to fit. Even Ikea has smaller stuff just with apartment living. I think they wow. call, they have a section called apartment living or something or used to. So, yeah, that's that's pretty sad. I, I think back to my first apartment uh, out of college. It was small. Let's just put it that way. When I first moved to L.A., uh, all I could afford was a small, small space. Uh, you know that's, how L.A. prices are, though. That's that's all anyone can afford when they move to L.A. <laughs> yeah. Not just Tony Shore. It'd be anybody. People yeah, Warren there, Buffett's like, Warren's Buffett's like, I can't afford a place in L.A. I'm going to stay in Omaha. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not that he couldn't. He just refuses. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Why would I pay that kind of money to <laughs> to go to crowded restaurants right. and, and exactly. uh, deal with all the traffic? Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, uh, there are a lot of things uh, that you have to consider before downsizing. I mean, obviously, you went through a few of them. Uh, it's a big adjustment. Um, uh, so what are some of the other things? I mean, obviously, uh, there are costs, there's space, right? Yep. Um, so here, here's just a few of them. Um, you'll have fewer spaces for entertaining. So let's say that you have a larger home with spare bedrooms where when family members come, they can stay with you or the kids come back home to visit. Uh, you might not have that option if you have a smaller, uh, place. Uh, you might find that a smaller home feels cramped, um, you know, some folks think that smaller spaces can feel cozy and then other folks might feel cramped. So um, this can particularly be the case if you're accustomed to a much larger home. So um, you can help the adjustment if you look for a home that has high ceilings. That That's a trade-off. Visually, it makes you feel like the room is larger, even though the square footage may be identical. Um, or having lots of windows or skylights or natural light, those things can help make a smaller space uh, appear bigger appear is the is the is the key word though sure uh, and and then adjustments to your lifestyle you know a large home is a lifestyle in and of itself so moving to a smaller home uh, it might force you to adjust uh, practically uh, everything about how you live where you shop how you entertain where you exercise etc so these are just a few of the things that you'll likely have to change when you make a move from a smaller or from a larger home to sure. a smaller one. Sure. You're going to have less storage space. Now, this is the thing that just, uh, oh, yeah. this is a deal breaker for me. Yeah. I have, for a I lot have of a, people. yeah, I have a massive garage and, and what I've learned is the bigger the garage, the more stuff that I collect <laughs> exactly. that, that remains in the garage. I mean, yeah. man, it's amazing. And I just go, Oh my God, what would I do? I'd have to rent a storage space just to put the stuff that's in my garage in it. So, um, but you know, there some of the things that people look at. You know, they go, "Hey, it's less house to clean." 
yeah. less house to care for. That's so a those big are some positive list. things, you know. Yeah, you know, less vacuuming, less dusting, all that kind of yard stuff. Yard work but, too, if you want to downsize to a you know a condo. I that's my wife and I are really big on that. I just yeah. we're done with you know uh, the yard work and you know cleaning off the driveway that kind of thing. Oh yeah, and this time of the year with all the fall leaves dropping yep. everywhere. Oh my God, a what a chore that is! <laughs> it is a mess. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, so then you got the emotional aspect of uh, downsizing as well. So you know, don't discount the sentimental element of packing up and moving yeah. from the place that you called home for years. Sometimes it's decades. So you may be leaving the house where you raised your children or the home itself is just so filled with memories that are too numerous to count. And the thought of leaving these behind can be very hard for some retirees. Well, everyone should downsize. That's quite the myth. And I think you covered that one well. You actually got me a little misty thinking about all those memories from my current home. Uh, but maybe this next myth will be a little less emotional. What's next on the list? Well, sure thing, Tony. The next myth is practical. Now, you've probably seen all those shows about selling things secondhand. You know, slap some paint on a dresser and suddenly it's a designer piece of furniture. <laughs> yeah, my wife likes to watch those shows, but it always looks like a lot of work to me. I've done a couple of those things and it doesn't turn out looking the same way, no. you know. so. no. I'm like, what did I do different? I, I followed exactly what their instructions are. Maybe just because I don't know how to do it. Right. But uh, yeah, they do look like a lot of work. It could be a lot of work um, and far too often uh, for not enough reward. The next downsizing myth from Hartman is I can bring in cash for extra household goods. If you plan to sell extra furniture, antiques, china to help cover moving costs, be careful not to overestimate the proceeds. With an increasing number of baby boomers retiring, the supply of antiques and collectibles has really increased, bringing the price of some of these goods down. So if you have unique pieces but aren't sure of their value, uh, you might consider having a professional evaluate them before having a garage sale. Uh, you'll find that they're more uh, or less you know, than you originally thought they were. Oftentimes we're really off the mark on that. Yeah. And I can just tell you from, from a practical standpoint, uh, don't sell anything that's really good at a garage sale because people do not go to garage sales to find antique furniture and things like that. They find, they go to buy used clothing and, and small items that are inexpensive. You're better off using Craigslist or some kind of online site to sell things of value. Um, it's just been my experience. I've done a lot of garage sales over the years and just uh, really good things that you think you're going to make the most money on. Never sell um, expensive items. Don't sell at garage sales. What sells at garage sales is items for one, two, three, five dollars, things yeah. of that nature. Yeah. Wow, Eric, you, you've been all over the map with the show today. You've covered a lot of ground. You've talked about several downsizing myths. So what could possibly be left a myth bust today? Well, we have a couple myths from uh, the Rachel Hartman article left. The next is the extra space won't be missed. This is a serious myth. Uh, you, you, If you live in a 4,000 square foot home, maybe it's a two story with a three car garage, compared to life in a 900 square foot place, 
it could be a bigger change than expected. Uh, there may be tighter spaces that can cause issues like not having enough bedrooms for grandkids to come to visit or less room to display uh, your furniture, collectibles, heirlooms. Uh, and, and instead of scaling back on size, you might be more comfortable in a home that's smaller than your current family home, but large enough to host and entertain. So if you have family from out of state, for example, where will they stay when they visit? Uh, you may want to have that space, or you may prefer that your guests return to a hotel at the end of the day. So determining what scenario fits best with your family and visitors is something you should consider as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think this has been a great conversation. Unfortunately, we're out of time for today's show. It just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go, Eric? Well, I just uh, encourage our listeners to visit us on the website at nvretirementplanners.com. We post all our shows there, so you can go back and listen to this show on uh, iTunes or Google Play. Uh, and also, give us a call if these things uh, are, are, are troubling you about the potential to downsize in retirement. Give us a call. Set up a consultation. Uh, it's complimentary. Uh, we can discuss uh, the myths and uh, uh, the, the pluses and the minuses of potential downsides for your retirement. So give us a call, 775-674-2222. All right. Sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Radio with our host, Eric G. Thank you for listening to Retirement Radio with Eric G. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nevadaretirementradio.com. Eric Cheek and Nevada Retirement Planners are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.